0: Working is for fucking f- f- stupid cancer idiots, cancer is <laughs> and I'm not an idiot, so I don't want to work. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Work Shorts, the show where we go deep on the absurdity that is the working world and life in general. My name is Keith Coleman.
1: And I'm Carl Spandy.
0: And today is a very special episode of the podcast, because it is the first one.
1: The very first one. We're
0: doing this. Love it. It's live. Kicking it's real. We yep. hit record. We can't go back.
1: No turning back
0: now. Can't return the mics. Why are we doing this, Carl? You tell me. So I was Googling the other day, and I found yeah. that average person spends one third of their entire life at work. Jeez. Wow. That's like 90000 hours. Wow. And then you die.
1: Thanks for quantifying that. That's- and.
0: Over half of Americans say that they are unhappy at work. That, that is not you. That's not me.
1: Well, I mean, let's think about that. There's two of us. Yeah. So if we divide us by half, one of us is unhappy.
0: That's not. <laughs> that could very well be true. <laughs> or each it's of not, us. It's not. But half in the grand unhappy. scheme of things, you work most of your life and then you die, and over half of the people are not happy during that time. But that's a problem, right? So it doesn't okay. represent us. But. This podcast represents what we could call group therapy for all of us in a day job. that are all asking the same questions, right? So how did I get here? Why am I here? Who are these people around me? Yeah, and well, why are they talking to me? The latter I ask every day. To me? I, like, I, I, sit, mean, I sit right next to white You talk to me a lot. <laughs> and this podcast, this is just one outlet, right? So it's the first one. Uh, to bring what we're calling the curiously employed community
1: Wait, together. Wait, did you just say the curiously I, employed community? I
0: just coined a term, <laughs> curiously employed. So it's it's all of us who are at work, and maybe we're curious about how we got here. Maybe we're curious about how we're going to leave. Maybe we're curious about what we're just going to eat for lunch. Yeah, I but find maybe that every day. But yeah. we're just curious, right? They are? Yeah, I get it. So there's a lot of us employed that are curious. And most of us are curious,
1: right? Probably less about their job and more about what they're doing outside of their job. Those are half of are unhappy,
0: right? So during the podcast, we'll do some short, fun conversations. In addition to this, we'll have some videos. We'll be on all the socials. Who knows? Maybe in a fit of irony, some big company might hire us to consult on all of their absurd culture. The sky's the limit is what we're saying.
1: I, I think so. I think this is the start of of a media mogul.
0: I think so. I mean, who knows where this could go? Red carpet documentaries, full feature movies. This Netflix is the beginning.
1: specials. Yeah.
0: So each episode, we'll get to know a little bit more about each other. Who's Carl? Who am I? We'll dive into one of Carl's famous lists and discuss the work topic, or what we're calling the work short for the day.
1: Nice. I thought it was changing from khakis to shorts.
0: So. It could be that. Stay tuned. <laughs> And since this is the very first episode, we thought we'd take a little bit of time here and get to know each other. I like it. Who are you, Carl? I I, I know you, but I feel like I don't know you.
1: Let me paint you a picture of my day. Get up next to a beautiful wife of 11 years. 11 years? Yeah, in a nice king-size bed, oftentimes surrounded by three cats.
0: You have three cats?
1: I do, unfortunately. (laughs) Too much cat litter, all over the place. You
0: you buy it by the pallet?
1: Yeah, I actually almost actually what I do is I outsource all of my food and litter to Amazon, and the look on these people's faces when they deliver the dog food and the cat food is I mean, they hate me.
0: that will be a big scoop.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. So I got three cats, I got a dog, um, and four wonderful kids. It's a zoo at my house.
0: You have four kids, three cats, a dog. Yeah. And wife, so that king bed fills up pretty quickly.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so does the refrigerator after I go grocery shopping, and then it's all gone the next day. It's <laughs> a feat trying to feed all these people. Live out in the suburbs, got the the fence and the trampoline in the background with the sandbox and the garden and nice. basketball hoop out front. Living the American dream here in the Twin
0: Cities. So my life is not at all like that. I really? have a uh, queen bed. Um, and I mean, it's, you're a little smaller. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I am single. Uh, I do not have any kids. Um, I do order from Amazon, but I, I don't get a cat litter. I've, I have no pets. I live downtown. I don't live in the suburbs. The more I'm going down <laughs> my mental list, I realize that we have almost <laughs> zero crossover. I left uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a, of a wanderer up to this point. So no no fence in my in my apartment.
1: Well what's interesting about that too, I noticed you also didn't have a couch in your <laughs> apartment. <laughs> uh,
0: that is true. That is true. I do not I do not have a couch. Uh, it's easy when you're moving. Right? That's, so that's true. Like I knew when I was in this place I wasn't gonna stay long. So yeah. rather so. lug a couch in, bring it out. It's really good on your back if you just sit on the floor too. Yeah, and you really are
1: forced never to have people over.
0: Exactly. Like, people come over like, where am I going to sit? Like, oh, it's on the floor. It's it's great for your back. Yeah, it's really great for your back. <laughs> you know, it's good for me back, uh, me leaving. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's a little different on the social life when you don't have basic, basic furniture. So, um, yeah, like, now that I think about it, there's there's not a lot of cost over. But I think that's what makes it interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, I guess. Although if my wife ever hears this and kicks me out, I can't crash on your couch.
0: It's <laughs> true. I have plenty of carpet space. Perfect for you. But this is this is a little ironic because we have known each other for just about four years. Yeah. yeah. So we've worked with each other. Um, we started working on the same team about a year ago. Got yeah. to Know each other a little more.
1: We spent a year in China where we didn't for a year I think, and we yeah. didn't talk at all. Didn't talk time. at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of felt like we should all always get to know each other. So ironically, we'll say. Let's start a podcast so we can get to know each other while we talk about all this stuff. So started with an idea, and maybe along the way, we'll actually get to know each other.
1: I mean, we're only six feet apart in our cubicles, <laughs> and we haven't done a good job. It's
0: kind of funny. Like a third of our waking hours are spent literally six feet from each other. I know. And it's strange. I don't even know your favorite food.
1: Yeah. And I stare at the back of your head, and I know that your hair is thinning.
0: It is not, thinning.
1: me <laughs> <It's laughs> a horribly wrong impression. Is it? it is not. Is it?
0: Well, you you never know. know. podcast is taking a turn. But it's kind of a weird time that we live in. You think about it. If this is any other time in history, like, take the extreme. What if we were two cavemen, right, spending a third of our days six feet next to each other, and I don't even know what you eat? That would be strange. Yeah. Right? We live in a kind of, kind of a weird time. So yeah, That is strange. I'm excited to get to know you.
1: Yeah, I'm semi-excited.
0: <laughs> no, I heard that pause. I acknowledged it to everyone. I'm trying to see what I'm getting out of this
1: relationship. You got nothing in this place.
0: Just kidding. So we get to know a little bit more about each other. Um, but as we move forward with uh, future podcasts, we do want to take a moment in each episode and ask each other one absurd question so we can just like get to it. know each other a little bit more. Yeah, that's great. So, Carl, I have one question for you. All right, hit me. If you had to take a pie to the face, what flavor would it be?
1: Ooh, apple pie.
0: You got to think about the impact too. It's not just the flavor. So I know that's where the question. I always think about
1: you. if it's stuck to my face, what would I want to eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but
0: you're assuming that it's gonna get stuck. I know. You know, what if it just
1: if I if I was worried about hurt. the impact, it would be some sort of cream pie, probably. Yeah, that's the softball choice. Yeah, but I love apple pie. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything with seeds because then you get seeds everywhere. Smart. You know, not a raspberry pie, blueberry. Yeah. I feel like it stains.
0: Yeah, no, apple you're thinking pie. logically. You yeah. think you're already thinking laundry. I know. I am. <laughs> you're really thinking through this yeah, decision. What
1: can I eat? What do I have to clean up? What's not going to get stuck in my teeth? So, yeah, I think apple pie. Excellent. Without the whipped cream. All right, I got a question for you. All right. Um, how did your parents choose your name?
0: So, my name is Keith, and that is my dad's middle name. So, I wish it was more interesting than that. Do you know what Keith stands for? No.
1: Because I did look it up.
0: Are you serious? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because up. my dad doesn't know. Yeah. It stands for woods, forest. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Mine stands for strong, manly man. And yours stands for Woods.
0: I felt like that was a leading question. So you you just told something about my name, so you could tell me about your name and how it's cooler. It's
1: awesome. It's It's awesome. And you
0: also asked me a question about myself, and you actually informed me more about my name than I could give you. See, this is going to work really well. I feel like this is not a symbiotic (laughs) relationship, uh, but it is oddly very congruent to everything that we've experienced at work. (laughs) So now that you know a little bit more about each of us and why Carl's name is apparently a lot cooler than mine.
1: Awesome.
0: Would you want to talk a little bit about why are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, for me,
1: this really comes out from eight or nine months ago when we had a reorg at our company. And fortunately, we got put on the same team. And we're able to gel with our teams and with each other, have some fun. But for the rest of the teams, It's been challenging, and that has been felt across our floor. And so I feel like we've had kind of a burning sense of, let's get something creative. Let's get our teams kind of having some fun. And it resulted in a a pretty fun video, um, a mockery that we made a month or two ago. But I think that ignited a a creative fire for us that we needed to tap into and to to continue going down this road.
0: So you're saying basically that the two of us screwing around together helped us survive? Absolutely. I feel like that's a very relatable story. I think it. we had to screw around <laughs> the, the to A lot of people. You know?
1: And I think even to this day, just the work that we put into this content, it gets us. The, it, it, for me, I've actually tried to float more jokes out there
0: in conversation. I, I've noticed this. <laughs> I've noticed this, actually. <laughs> I'll be in a conversation and you'll just like swoop in with a zinger i'm like what the heck is that
1: <laughs> yeah, i know
0: that's a accru- that's hilarious I'm like it's carl you're writing that one down
1: yeah i know i feel like it's it's good practice it's, it's been a lot of fun
0: <laughs> it's a good break from the emails the meetings PowerPoints. uh the more emails powerpoints all of the very impactful stuff that we do on a, a day-to-day basis Selling and i B2B say that with no dreams. irony absolutely B2B dreams yep. we do sell dreams better than most people right mm-hmm. and that that is a skill making promises that you have no intention of uh Fulfilling. I think I feel like this uh, venture is is born out of a out of a born out of a, like a, a a good creative fire that the both of us have, but just haven't been able to flex.
1: Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah.
0: Now that we know why we're doing this, you know a little bit about us, we want to transition into a segment that's going to be a staple of the podcast, right? And this is an episode. It's is our first episode, so it's the first one, right? First one. Yeah. To make it good. Yep. Um, but this is a segment that we call the C-List, right? So this is very creative. It's named after Carl. This is why we call it C-List. Maybe we'll call it something more creative in the future.
1: Yeah, I was going to call it the Carl's List, but I thought that was too close to Schindler's List, which is not was, something you, you want to You can't do that. No, that's not a, that's
0: not a good brand. <laughs> no, it's not. That we definitely want. Uh. So the C-List, it's, it's pretty much a list that Carl finds throughout the week that's interesting, that he wants to share, that might capture what we're thinking right now. Or that might just be funny. Um, it's also a little bit ironic that it's Carl's List because he's the only one who ever creates a list. Um, I actually created I do a not.
1: list, a to-do list to create the C-list. Of, of, course,
0: <laughs> of course you do. I, I do not even make a list for the grocery store. I'm very opposed to it. It takes all the fun out of it.
1: I bring a pen and my list to the grocery store almost Dude, every time.
0: I, a list makes it a task. Right, I don't want to do tasks if it's like a, a, a Saturday or Sunday. No, but it drives it's another, efficiency. It does drive it, efficiency. We I mean, get no, it done. No. Get in and get out. I want grocery shopping to be an adventure. Oh wow! Well. Right, I want to wonder what's hanging around around the corner. Right, <laughs> it's what's hanging what's around the next the corner aisle? at Aldi? <laughs> <Yeah>. It <laughs> could be anything. Wipes? Yeah, is it diapers? an arugula? Yeah, like, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's right. Get that so, Carl runner. has a list, <laughs> and since this is the inaugural list, what do you have for us, Carl?
1: All right, so we have the C-List, and the title of this C-List is Reasons Why You Should Not Start a Podcast. (laughs) I thought it was fitting for our very first podcast.
0: Uh, We're still doing it, though. All right, are you ready for number one? Number one. Number
1: one. Reason why you should not start a podcast. You need to increase your swipe rights on Tinder. I mean, I feel like this is geared right at you, the single nomad no kids i, I could probably
0: use it <laughs> i mean i mean i didn't write this list do you think that plays on the in the, in the tinder world if i have the headphones on like emerging podcaster is that, could have, does that it, even get it yeah. is that an automatic swipe left right i i would say I could, don't mention podcast maybe say <laughs> like dj is that better yeah maybe. that means you make no money yeah i don't know that I, but, means i record stuff and have no job
1: yeah maybe australian dj
0: Oh man, anything Australian on Tinder, I think that's gonna work. I think so. I'm not on any any of that, but I I <laughs> there was there. It is. I was there. <laughs> it is. I did. I did try it for a for a hot minute. It, uh, it it did not work out. I had no idea, but when you start a Tinder profile, it's linked to your Facebook page. Okay. And all the information in your Facebook page. I had no idea.
1: Like information like what?
0: Like your hometown, your birthday, like okay. whatever you put in there, right? Yeah. When I was 29, about to turn 30, I just thought it would be like a funny joke to change my Facebook age to 29 again. Yeah. <laughs> and then every year, I would keep turning it back to 29. So like the joke was with all my friends, like, oh, it's Keith's 29th birthday again. Yeah. I, so I just like, I never, never... Thirty, like, Just, you know,
1: you were afraid to hit thirty publicly. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, that's weird for. A yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can only do this so many times until Facebook says you're done, right? It it, cut, <laughs> it cuts you off and it freezes your age.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Yes. So I had no idea. I. It's like this, it
1: freezes you from messing around, but it keeps it so you. It, mess a false around. Age. it Yeah, yeah. It, in
0: it's, perpetuity. So I like I start this Tinder profile and I have no idea i'm swiping i'm just things are working out yeah right yeah like just wow like all these young attractive women are very very interested in this mid-30s man (laughs) i don't know i'm not gonna question it i'm just gonna you know lean right into it yeah yeah um so i decide to meet up with one of them and they're just like she's staring at me She's like how how old are you she
1: asked that yeah
0: She's like looking at me. And I'm like, I'm 35. She goes, your profile says you're 29. And I'm like, Ooh. It, it does? And you never like to text. I'm like, of course not. So yeah. that was like 0 for 2. Like, that's when it hit me. Um, I, uh, I kind of decided that 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 I was out. You know, it's um, interesting
1: that you don't like the text because I feel like I've sent you a couple of texts and you've taken extremely long time to get back to me. I know. When I'm I, working on content...
0: I. I, I, half of the reason I bring out this story is to like to set, the boundaries. To set the boundaries. Right, <laughs> like this is this is what we're dealing with. Right, um, this is what I'm dealing with. Well,
1: you know, I think we should move on to uh, bullet number two of this list, which is you hate talking about your personal life.
0: Uh, was that obvious? Have yeah, we crossed that line yet? Or <laughs> yeah, we're definitely there. Which kind of makes me question why we're even doing this.
1: I mean, but. when I think about my personal life, I think about why I actually have a Facebook account, and 90% of the reason is to watch my wife's Facebook account to see if she's revealing
0: too much about my wife. (laughs) you monitor? Yeah,
1: I monitor. (laughs) I'm like, send a text, hey, you need to delete that right now. Delete it. Delete it. Don't talk about me like that. Delete it. She's quite funny, but.
0: So this whole podcasting thing is going to work out, right? Yeah. So if you're monitoring her Facebook, she's going to love when you're just saying whatever you want.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be great, I think. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> and that kind of goes on to this. I mean, keeping your spouses, but you like to keep your friends. Bullet point number three.
0: We don't know each other, so this is gonna go really well. Or or really really poorly. Can you really lose a friend that you don't have? <laughs> that's a great, <laughs> right? That's a great. If you like part. step back, I don't know. I'm just kind of flying into this thing. I that's
1: think that's a great. I that's a that's a astute know, observation.
0: Cares. You gotta you gotta play to win. There's more people out there, so we'll just figure it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, just swipe right and text them.
0: Some some of them might even like a 29 year old <laughs> like myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> uh, sorry, um, that was to my wife. Anyway, um, all right. So the next one, you don't like testing your ability to manage your insecurity. Ooh, that's a little deeper.
0: That is very deep. Um, yeah, no, this is this speaks right to me. I, I, I hate this, right? This, I do not want to reveal my insecurities and I feel like we've already revealed like five of them and we're not even halfway done with, with this episode. So,
1: I mean, I'm thinking about online reviews. I mean, when I look at those reviews and you know, the posts and the comments on social media, I just don't want people to think I'm an asshole. (laughs) You know I mean? It's like, Keith's great. Carl sucks, you know, like, how is that going to come out, you know, and I hear a lot about these um, comedians and actors, and they don't watch their own stuff, they don't listen, to. they don't read any reviews, right, because they can't let it impact them, but man, I feel like I need to read the reviews. See, I am
0: oddly fine with this, because I, (laughs) we've already established I don't keep up on text messages, right, so I don't read any of the reviews, or listen to most people, so I feel like, this quite possibly could be the perfect gig for me. <laughs> you know, which is,
1: which is another thing is I've got in my inbox to provide you feedback through our work, and I haven't done it yet because I'm like, he doesn't really care. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> he doesn't need my feedback. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, the next one I think is a big one. Um, you want to pay for your four kids' college tuition, excluding room and board. I mean, I want them to pay, but I mean, is this a get get rich scheme for us? I don't think
0: so. I feel like it is. Well, Yeah. No. I love <laughs> the at, I, I, re- I eyes I, got really wide no, I, there. I, was... That was a lie, oh, right? Shoot. Uh, there'll be more of those. No. Yeah. So I was, I I was reading a stat. There's something like twenty eight million podcast episodes out there. Oh wow. Yeah, and there are like ten people who make money. Wow. <laughs> so I mean. We spent like a couple hundred bucks to get this thing going. so
1: That changes my tune. Donations, yeah. please.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've already written this off in my tax year. Right? <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point. I do not anticipate making a dollar.
1: Yeah, I mean, we should almost start like an LLC so we can write some of this off. Yeah, no, that's what I'm
0: thinking. This is a complete tax shelter. This is a liability. There's so much podcast and content trash out there, too. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I, I just... Feel the need to, to drive by and, and throw a flaming tire on that trash heap. I want to add to the podcast noise.
1: I mean, think of how many books are out there. You could still write a good book.
0: This is a good point. If somebody's going to suck, it might as well be us. All right, let's transition now to the main segment of the day. The work short of the day, also the name of the podcast. So I feel like there's a bit of pressure on us, Carl.
1: It's all on you. It's got to be good.
0: Keith. So the topic of the day, what did you want to be when you grew up? Baseball player through you did not want to be middle manager at Global Corp
1: uh no yeah I mean you know being in the parks playing with the team it was it was great it was you know every kid's dream riding the bike up to the park for practice it was a lot of fun um I'll tell you what's not fun though is being not a good hitter on the baseball team that's <laughs> probably half of what you do on this team the other half was being a catcher
0: you were the catcher they, they told you you were the catcher. Dude, being Nobody the catcher, chooses the catcher. It so, was like
1: wearing, like, Iron Man's armor.
0: No. that <laughs> Every team I've ever played on, the person who was the catcher got told to be the catcher, right? <laughs> or we left all the catching gear in the corner and ran on the field and said, hey, looks like the only position left is the catcher. You better put on all that stuff and <laughs> sweat for the next hour and a half.
1: You know, the catcher is the most important person in the game. Yeah. I mean, in, he, in major leagues. it calls the game. <laughs>
0: there's no calls. I was given no signs with my fingers. There's no signs I was in the like, league. One... I pitched in Lily league. You just threw it no, you had. Yeah. You had one pitch. It was fast. Nope. You, there's curveball, changeup <laughs> Things are change sophisticated up, up here. Yeah. I mean, it was...
1: You know, I had a signaling. I had a sign so that they, the second person on second couldn't steal you them. You know
0: that no one was watching that.
1: My pitcher was watching you're,
0: Okay. So, you're the catcher. You so think I was you're the important.
1: Catcher. Yeah. I mean, I was important. I didn't feel I was important. I was <laughs> important. But what I was not important was staying at the plate and getting a home run. That just wasn't in my repertoire of fantastic baseball skills. Skills. So um so one of the things that the coach identified as he um assessed my skills over time was that I liked to step out of the, the box when an inside pitch came, you know. I mean, I was 12. I didn't like to get hit by baseballs. So <laughs> oddly enough. Um, so the way that he remedied this was to get the bag of helmets and place it behind my batter stance. So as you can imagine, you can't step out of the, the box. Otherwise, you trip over the helmets. We and boxed fall. you in? Yeah, he boxed me in. And he also pitched batting practice, and he was like an ex-minor league pitcher. So he was throwing the high heat.
0: Reliving his glory days. Yeah. Glory
1: Days is like his middle name, probably, and so he loved it. I mean, I took a few, took a few to the to the back shoulder. I mean, I don't know. I mean, so was, he
0: wait, wait a minute. So he's pinning you in here, and he's yes. throwing fastballs at your face.
1: Yes, he's testing. He, he was testing my resilience.
0: You are literally explaining child abuse.
1: I think of it more <laughs> as grooming to be a better person.
0: If you. If you told this exact same story to a therapist and you were lying on a couch and paying them a hundred dollars an hour, they would conclude they're writing the paper that Carl, you're you're abused as a child playing baseball.
1: I think I told this to my mom, and she's like, "I think your coach is doing a great job." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> Do you want to come to practice, mom?"
0: <laughs> so I have a story. <laughs> yes. Did I ever tell you about the time that I blew my baseball tryouts as a child, Little League?
1: Uh, no, but I. I need to hear this
0: so the fix was in when i was about same age right 11 a fix oh, 11 or 12 years old um i was a pretty good baseball player and so were all of my friends and we had played on the same team for quite a few years and just beat everyone right
1: what was your main position so i was the pitcher oh so
0: you being people like no me. I, I struck them out i did beat them. i brushed them off
1: Oh, and right, when
0: they got a little too close okay okay yeah you probably yeah. were listening to your catcher no, i don't i'd never listened once <laughs> I uh, try to put a sign. I'm like, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw as fast as I can, so we faster than that kid could swing. Yeah. And then I'm gonna keep doing that.
1: Oh, that's a good strategy. So
0: we were pretty good. Um, but then I got to the point where they're like, okay, you guys can't all be on the same team anymore. We need to spread you out. So we're gonna have baseball tryouts, and we're all gonna rank everyone according to their skill level, and then you know get some good talent, some middle tier talent, some some uh, bottom talent. Yeah, even uh, teams. Even those so lives. this sounds like a very fair and just way to construct a baseball league. Only uh, all of our dads got together and go, "That's that's not going to happen. Like our our, <laughs> our kids are going to play together and and they're going to beat everybody, right? Yeah. Because that's what we want and that's what they want. So that's that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So it only works if all of my friends are in different. Tears, right? Sure, so yeah. they come to me. Who do you think You're the gets best volunteered? Tier. Yeah. Who do you get volunteered to be on the bottom? Right? So Keith, we're uh we're gonna need you to, you know, really suck this one up and be on the bottom. I'm like, wait, what? I feel like you've always had this talent for acting. <laughs> I know. This is where this is the genesis. <laughs> this is where it all really, really started. Yeah. So my dad comes to me and goes, Yeah, you you need to be the worst one out there. You wanna play with your friends, right? Right? You wanna win? I'm like, Yes, I wanna do both of those things. So I go in there.
1: This wasn't really a hard sell. I'm was. ready. It,
0: it should have been harder to sell. It, it really wasn't. Um, so I go in there, and I'm, I'm ready to, really ready to blow it, right? And everyone's, everyone's serious. Everyone's throwing and hitting. Um, but I know all the judges, right? Yeah. They've seen me play for, like, the last five years, oh striking out all their kids. They're yep. like, oh, hey, Keith, I guess we know where you're going to end up. I'm like, you have no idea. You uh, have no idea so how bad I get in the batter's box. They're throwing pitches. But I can't. This is more my, before my acting skills really got refined. I couldn't even fake it well. right? They're throwing. It's hitting the catcher's mitt, and then I'm swinging really slow. I'm oh, like, my gosh. This is like a 90-year-old man, right? It's
1: like a bad sketch. It was,
0: it was absolutely horrible. Oh. Okay, so then I go to throw. Like, okay, throw as hard as you can against the wall. All the kids who can't throw a baseball are at least hitting the wall. Right. Uh, and I just I lob it. It goes halfway and they're like, something wrong, are you hurt? And I'm like, No, I'm not I'm not hurt. I'm just bad at baseball. <laughs> just bad. bad <laughs> baseball. Like, this is this is ridiculous. You're making a mockery of this whole thing. You're clearly making a mockery of yourself. Um so yeah, that the, the whole thing was, was so what happened? quite did you embarrassing. Guys, did you guys get on the same. Um tape? so I, I did end up on the bottom. Here uh, I got to play with my friends. I feel like a
1: congratulations is in order. That, I, thank you. That was you I, a job well done.
0: I got, I got to play with all my friends. And yes, we did go on to beat everyone. Uh, so, so, so it worked. So cheating th- it, works. It, it, it absolutely worked. And that's when I learned, There's right? Houston that Astros stretching stretch the definition of honesty until it's about to break can and, and did pay off for me in that situation. And, and honestly, like, that's something that I've I've applied to to my office job to this day with decent success. I think this is more about a story of potential parenting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think about my baseball experience and my mom. And yeah, how, you had baseball mom. Yeah, I mean, she. You know, sports mom. So as I alluded to, I wasn't uh, fantastic in the batter's box as a as a right-handed batter. So my mom was like, "Yeah, you know, over the years I I played, uh, I was a switch hitter, but on this team the coach wouldn't let me bat left-handed." And one day my mom goes to the coach, pulls him, you know, into the du- outside of the dugout, with all my team there. Parents are all around and says, Hey, Carl is going to bat left-handed this game. Otherwise he's not playing today. Super embarrassing. Coach is like, whatever. I mean, this was not like a very civil conversation. It was like, this is going to happen or I'm going to take my kid. And we're going to leave. <laughs> right. So he's like, all right. So I get up to the plate, um, you know, parents are all watching my my friends are all watching my coach is looking at me with his arms crossed standing at the third base you know line and just is like this is going to be a disaster and I ended up hitting a triple which yeah that's great so you know felt really good about that and uh, a couple of innings later I get up to bat again and this uh, this park had the right field fence that was much shorter um, as far as length goes from home plate but much taller, three or four, you know, uh, levels up from a fence standpoint. Similar to Fenway's green monster. So you really had to hit a high arcing ball in a a big hit. So anyway, I get this pitch, and I I park it, right? Just a a tater city, just hit it deep. (laughs) And – you know, running around the third base. And I remember just the joy, there's tears coming down my face. And I was like, I did it. Like I showed my coach, I showed my, my, my friends, the, the parents, you know, it was the only home run I hit all year. Um, And it was, it was a big deal.
0: It was a big deal. Your mom really stuck it to that coach. She did. She showed him, right? This yeah. guy, he just wants to give back to the community. He just wants to <laughs> right. volunteer his time. He's got moms yelling at him, kids Pointing fingers in his face yeah. as around. Is like, I mean, the moral is never be, never be a <laughs> it's coach. Never be a coach. It's a thankless job.
1: No, I, you know, <laughs> the thing that was so funny about that is that so I started betting left handed and I proceeded to get beaned more than anyone else on my team. And it got to the point where I was afraid to go to bed. And my coach just looked at me and just laughed. And he never let, he didn't want me, he didn't force me to come back. It was like payment. Like, you like, this know? is what you got. This is, what, like I got hit. This is what you I, and mom I, want. It's like every time Here I you got go. hit, he probably looked at my mom and smiled, <laughs> right? So, I, you know, I think um, my takeaway is when I think about that situation is that we all have times in our life where we know that in that moment, there is this intense pressure to be successful, to knock it out of the park. And oftentimes we do that. And we do a great job. We see these, uh, you know, instances in our own jobs today or something that's really meaningful to us in our life. And we we do, we have this pressure we knock it out of the park. The problem is, is that sometimes we end up not getting the progress and furthering the progress of, you know, wherever we're going, we're, we're not moving in that that right direction because we were so focused in that moment that we didn't see the bigger picture, right? We didn't, We didn't really capitalize on all the work that went in for the years, the years to get to that point to make that hit. It was much more about the work and the time and the relationship with the team than it was ever about playing for that one home run where that what I thought changed my whole baseball career. I thought I was going to be with the next Babe Ruth, batting left-handed up there, and that wasn't the case. That wasn't what it was about in that moment. It was about something much bigger. So that's kind of the big takeaway for me.
0: Exactly. You want to know what my big takeaway is? Yeah, is that sports parents aren't sane? No, seriously. Like, I think someday when they do a brain DNA sequencing, I think they're going to discover a genetic code that turns on a sports parent brain, because it's it's like a whole different beast. I mean, when you, yeah, when you just want to go yell at kids, get so stressed out about the kids, you start cheating, chain smoking. That that's really quite a thing. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I'm watching my son play hockey, and I can
1: feel my blood boil and I want you might have the
0: genetic marker for sports brain yeah I might the sports brain (laughs) and my other takeaway is you know bending your moral compass may work out in the short term and often does work out in the short term which I proved with my baseball trials. (laughs) but it doesn't always feel great 25 years later so yeah that's my big takeaway so so your dream of being a baseball player didn't quite work out with all the, the child abuse and and whatnot um, mine clearly didn't either. Yeah, it was uh, tough. my 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 tainted tryout record, um, you got a lot more there. So I think we're I think we're we're closing the book on on baseball. What else did you want to be? Well, I mean, I I actually do still play co-ed softball. So
1: so, so you haven't <laughs> the, given up the dream. Yeah, still the door lives. is still a little open. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I'd say for for me, you know, the other big thing in my life that was probably a huge component of of growing up was playing music. So, second grade I I started playing the saxophone.
0: Dude, I played the sax.
1: Did you play the alto sax?
0: Of course I played Of course I played the alto sax. The coolest sax.
1: I've, everyone played the alto sax.
0: <laughs> Did you
1: like playing it? Were you any good?
0: I was decent, right? Yeah. I I mean, I was first First chair, whatever uh, that meant, right? I'm just mean, meant that I was better than the person who was right next to me, but I was not that good. Um, still, I was more of like the, honor. I, yeah, I was. I, I was more like the the jazz improv.
1: Yeah, I was a jazz guy. man too.
0: That was kind of my thing.
1: We should get saxophones. We we should play we a should vodka.
0: Both. Yeah. Dude, have you seen this? Have you seen this thing? It's uh, it's the sexy sax se- sex man. Do you remember that? That was like a thing. <laughs> no. So it was like a dude. He had no shirt on, and he had, like, this mullet, and he would have sunglasses, and he would play the same riff, and he would show up, like, on the subway, and oh. then, like, yeah, it was ridiculous. That's hilarious. Yeah, so I feel like we could do some sort of uh, rendition of Sexy Sex. I mean, we should probably wear shirts when we're, we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, you could wear it all for me. But there, <laughs> there's, like, <laughs> there's precedence for, uh, you know, I I think you're sex. right.
1: I think there's a lot there. I mean, I think, um, for me, it was... You know, playing every day, I practice all the time. And I uh when I started in second grade, it's it was a lot of work. I remember um my mom saying, Hey, listen, if you're gonna do this, like you're gonna do it, like all in, right? It's like that was kind of like my MO. It's like if we're gonna go baseball, we're gonna go all into baseball, we're gonna go all in and whatever you're doing. So that was part of I would say my competitive and work nature, my work ethic kind of nature. So or else she's, your
0: mom's gonna yell at him too, right? That's kind of her thing. If yeah, she didn't, if she didn't like it, she's gonna yell.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had to practice every single day for a half an hour. So rain or shine, right? I remember sitting there playing this this one stupid song, you know, practicing. And it'd be sunny out, that my friends are out there playing, and I'm just crying. I'm like second or third grade because I she's I'm forced, you know, I'm forced. I can't. It's like this weird barrier. I couldn't leave my room until I had this done, and. She could be upstairs <laughs> doing whatever. She probably was sleeping, but I knew like I could not leave. You're locked just, in the
0: room until you're yeah. you done practicing.
1: And so, I mean, but what I did was it, it made me so much better. And I was taking private lessons, and then I got to a point at the school where they weren't. So the school wouldn't pay for you to take lessons at the school until you're in um, like fifth grade. And I was playing since I was in, in second grade. And my mom finally went to the school when I was in fourth grade, and she's like, "You're gonna let my son play in the band?" There's a theme with your mom, <laughs> kind of a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah it worked out really well I, I got to do whatever i wanted once my mom got involved <laughs> no <clears throat> but so i still couldn't play lessons but i could at least play in the band in fourth grade but i had to play in the sixth grade band so then i'm playing in the sixth grade band against you know, with with kids that are older uh, a couple years older than me but i was much better so it was like a weird thing where i'm like you know i was kind of the the band teacher's pet right like you know like, here's Carl. He's been playing since second grade. You idiots, like you've been playing for a couple years. Like you know, he's so much better. You know, I'd I'd love to humble brag here, but that was like this isn't worth that part of the story. Like (laughs) like, I'm just gonna say, like you know, I was I was good and I knew it, and I was practicing always for something bigger and better. I was trying to get into like some of the Minnesota Symphonic like orchestra stuff. Like I was trying to like you're legit. I was trying to get legit. I was trying to get there, but you know, I got to a point in my music career where. You know things end up starting to change, and
0: well, you practice hard. So this was literally the opposite of my experience as as a sax player. Like I never practiced because I didn't want to lug that thing home on the bus. <laughs> it was a huge pain, right? I mean, you don't want the girls to see you like lug your your saxophone home, right? And it yeah. also took a lot of time away from my uh, basketball. Playing, right, so you really have to prioritize your time when you're a kid. I, I can goof off with my friends and play basketball, or practice the instrument. That's true. Um, That's true. Was I the best at sheet music and doing what everyone else did? Questionable, right? <laughs> right. But was I really good at the improv? Because the improv didn't take any practice. Because you can do whatever <laughs> you no, want. It. There's no notes. Yeah. It's like whatever it is. I did it. I won because you can't tell me that it was, it was wrong. So I, I pretty much lived for those moments because everyone's all eyes on you and you can just do your thing. And even if it's not great, you just keep playing until it is great. You just refuse to stop, right? You're like, no, I'm, I'm, I have your attention. I'm going to keep your attention until I'm, I'm done. So I did not practice. I was still good enough. Um, but there, there was a definite shelf life to my to my plane, right? I mean, it's,
1: as as a side note, there's just so much dynamic between your personality and mine with <laughs> how we perceive success that <laughs> I just had to call that out. That I feel like
0: we are learning a lot about each other, even uh, within this first episode. Yeah, so I think I feel
1: like we're learning a lot. I feel like our manager probably already learned this about this quite some time. She ago. probably did. Yeah.
0: So I uh, I didn't necessarily like playing for plane's sake, right? There's a little too much organization. I just kind of like the attention, so I I focused my attention from the organized band and more toward garage band, loud noises. Where I still didn't know how to play with all my other friends who who were really bad at playing too. Did you play that
1: sax one in the garage band? Oh no
0: no. This was a guitar. When I say playing the guitar, I, I knew four power chords and it would just <laughs> turned it up so it was super noisy and it, yeah. you just yell, right? Yeah. Well and, you know my brother's a drummer. He's doing the same thing. He's just banging shit, scream. we're, we're all just doing that. Yeah. None of us are really actually any good. Who's the lead singer? It was a communal thing. Like yeah. we would take turns like just yelling into it. But there I, I, I would use the term singing very loosely. Right. Um but as like the time went on my friends a couple of them started to really practice and get good and there there was this clear moment in uh one of our sessions where we're like was that a note did you did you did you play a song right and right. that's when i knew things were just going in different directions so they continued to get better you know what they call that actually
1: call it playing a carl <laughs>
0: it's <playing the> car. <laughs> a lot of a lot of places i could go with that i'm gonna leave it <laughs> right there but yeah, so that that was the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not very good yet. So I didn't I didn't necessarily practice. So eventually I went on to college and that uh saved me from getting kicked out of the band, which was the only next natural step in that in that progression. So, yeah, I mean that was the end of it for me.
1: I kind of kicked myself out of the band. I mean, I was um you know, I was so damn cocky playing this instrument. I, I was playing so well, and then I started to say, you know what, this isn't uh this is too easy. I need to play more instruments. So I started playing the clarinet. and Started playing the flute. I even dabbled in the bass guitar. So at one time I had like four instruments I was kind of playing
0: at the same time. The
1: same time. And so then I, you know, I was playing like at stupid like. Um, how, wait, how did you choose the flute? You know, it was so you're all, like six foot. Yeah, whatever. It's all part of like the woodwinds. The woodwinds family. So like oh, all, yeah, that's
0: that's the, you were taking the woodwind family approach. Yeah, I was. I was
1: thinking I was going <laughs> to play this entire sector of of instruments. I st-
0: oh my gosh. Yeah, it okay. It's amazing.
1: I mean they all have the same fingering so as long as you knew um you know how to to blow in them.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you know one, you know them you all. You know them all. So Clear. Clear I
1: I went to so I went to middle school um which was an all male military Catholic college prep school.
0: So you went to an all boys school?
1: All boys. Yeah. So uniform wearing kind of all boys school. And uh I get there and I'm like yeah, I'm gonna play in the band right I'm still gonna rock on and um go to the band teacher and he's like all right like what can you play let's listen to you play and I start playing the saxophone and I'm like hey guess what and he's like well, I can also play the clarinet and I pull out the the, the clarinet and hey guess what I can also play the flute. <laughs> I'm sitting there with all my instruments there and he's like oh sweet um I'm like so what can I do for you <laughs> and the band teacher's like yeah well we need someone to play the flute at our, you know, all-boys school. I'm like, sure, let's do it, right? So seventh grade, mouthful of braces. And I distinctly remember that I'm sitting in the cafeteria um, in the corner um, right by where all the, after the kids get their cafeteria At food, the
0: all-boys school.
1: The all-boys school where all the kids come out of the Thankfully, lake,
0: it uh, is a boys school if you're sitting in the corner with a, yeah. with a flute.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sitting in the corner, but mind you, I'm playing the flute, so I'm in the front row, right? So all the rest of the <laughs> band is behind me. And as soon as these seventh grade through senior, because we were all in the same school, seventh grade through seniors were coming out of this food line, they would walk past me playing, you know, like jingle bells or something from like, it was like a holiday Christmas deal, right? So playing in the cafeteria. And I remember playing this stupid thing and looking around and people are just like looking at me in awe, like this isn't real. There isn't a kid (laughs) here that's actually playing this instrument, you know. While I'm trying to eat my tater Yeah, with a lot of heart. I mean, I remember the people were, like, so put off by, like, the music that they're starting to fill up the cafeteria from the back and slowly coming forward. (laughs) Except for those, like, one or two, like, jackasses that, like, wanted to sit there and make fun of you the whole time and just were
0: amused by it. Things you could only do at an all-boys school. Yeah. Like I would never dream of playing any instrument in the cafeteria in front of the entire school with 50% girls there and here you are just rocking the shit out of that flute with your braces, right? Yeah. I feel like that's an entirely <laughs> different experience. I feel like they could be freeing. Right? Cuz you just yeah. you just you just don't give a shit at that point like I yeah, I got a flute whatever.
1: I think what I realized though is like if I can't pull it off in this environment, <laughs>
0: I'm never gonna make it. It's
1: never gonna happen for me. It's <laughs> like this is your safe spot, but it really isn't a safe spot. I mean, so ultimately like I think back at that time and I was like, you know what? My arrogance and my skills really put me in a position where I was humiliated and I just couldn't get past it. And I think that, you know, it it still wasn't a lost cause though. I think that all the practicing I put in was a testament to, you know, my determination. The discipline, it was challenging, I was stretching myself. And it put me in a situation where I was performing in an uncomfortable um, arena, which I think did help build my character.
0: Yeah, there's another takeaway for me here. And uh, it's really that that practice pays off, but you can get pretty far without it. (laughs) (laughs) Until you can't, obviously. So ride the lightning while you can.
1: I mean, I'm not going to let my kid listen to that. (laughs) i mean he's gonna practice
0: dude you could have been the next kenny g oh my
1: gosh did i tell you about kenny g so (laughs) oh man i hope people know who kenny g is anyway he's a beautiful saxophonist player with flowing (laughs) curly (laughs) dark. he's got a beautiful mane and um he's just a great player and in fact One of my assignments I had in seventh grade was to write a famous celebrity. So I wrote Kenny G a letter, and my mom was a huge fan. Wait, you
0: wrote Kenny G a letter? On behalf of my mom. Wait, the assignment was to write a celebrity. Yes. You chose Kenny G.
1: I'm so thoughtful.
0: (laughs) There's so many other celebrities. My mom
1: got me into playing the saxophone. I don't know. Anyway, so I was being thoughtful and I uh, wrote Kenny G a letter. I was like, hey, like, can you send us a picture of you from my mom? Here's my mom's name. And anyway, she sent back two photos, and one of them said, keep playing, Carl. Kenny G. <laughs> and I, I will, Kenny G. I'm going to quit within the next, like, six months. And I still have that picture.
0: That was the beginning of the end.
1: It was. Thanks for bringing that up.
0: <laughs> so the first th- those two are some pretty good pretty good dreams right i feel like the first one's dead but the second one could still be a little bit open right i feel like you and i could still bring back uh sexy sax man also also yeah. have, you, have you have you seen have you seen this guy have you seen sax Squatch? no so it's a dude in a full sasquatch like get up playing the saxophone with sunglasses on in just weird places so he'll just be like out like in the middle of the woods with a campfire and yeah. there's a Sasquatch just playing the saxophone. Yeah, you should you should look it up. It's apt
1: have you ever been to um itself. Vegas on Fremont Street? Yeah. Old Vegas. There's a guy down there that has a truck that plays a saxophone. His name is like Saxophone Carl. I mean, <laughs> it it blew my mind my wife and I were like, Oh my god, like this could be you.
0: So I, I feel like we we wandered a lot of uh terrain today. It actually landed on some some real good stuff. Uh, I think I'm so. A, I'm actually impressed.
1: I think so. How I do think, you feel? I think I feel pretty good. I feel like there's a lot of unpacking left to do with why we're so screwed
0: up. <laughs> uh, well, that leaves a lot more episodes to do after this so. one. <laughs> I think so. So that concludes today's work short. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I know I got to learn a lot more about Carl today, but there's a lot a lot left to do in in future episodes.
1: If our listeners would like to learn more about us, Keith, tell us where they can find all of our cool, awesome, personal, deep stuff.
0: You can find us on the Instagram, uh, Work Shorts Podcast, all one word. That's connected over to our Facebook account, at WorkShorts, again, all one word. And you can also find us on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel, Keith and Carl. That's where you'll find links to the podcast As well as other cool content, video, and anything else we decide to come up. Yeah, please
1: subscribe. Should be a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Let's do it.
0: All right. Until next time. All right. Let's do it later. Thumbs up to that mother. (laughs) 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 Baby, stop recording me.